to the Ardella Training Podcast, the authority in OBS strength and conditioning, where we're dedicated to bringing you cutting-edge topics in kettlebells, barbells, and bodyweight training to take your results to the next level. Now, here's your host, the scientist of strength, Scott Ardella. Hey, it's Scott, and thank you for joining me for this episode of the Ardella Training Podcast. If you like the show, please drop a quick review on iTunes. That would be awesome. And just a quick heads up here that I'm rolling out new weekly videos with tips, tutorials, and training sessions. So be sure to check out and subscribe to the new Ardella Training YouTube channel, as I've got a ton of great videos coming your way. All right, in this episode, you will learn about the new book, Original Strength, as I interview one of the authors, Tim Anderson. I actually interviewed Tim last year, and I was really excited to get him back to discuss his new book. Tim is a great guy, and you're going to learn all about his new book, Original Strength, that he co-authored with Jeff Newpert. You'll discover how this can make a huge difference in your training by using simple, fundamental movements. I've got the book, and I think it's totally outstanding, and I highly recommend it for everyone listening. It's an easy-to-read and incredibly valuable uh, system that you can use immediately in your own training or with those that you work with. Tim is a certified kettlebell instructor, personal trainer, and certified kettlebell functional movement specialist. Tim is also one of the nicest guys you will ever meet and extremely passionate about the movement systems he teaches along with Jeff Newpert in their Becoming Bulletproof workshops, which you're going to hear more about in the interview. I think everyone listening will benefit greatly from Tim and Jeff's material and books, so let's get started and check out this great interview with Tim Anderson. I have Tim Anderson on the line right now to discuss his new book, Original Strength, that he co-wrote with Jeff Newpert. And uh, Tim, first of all, I really want to thank you for doing this interview. And um, I kind of feel like we've done this before, right? <laughs> it's kind of uh -huh. like deja vu um, because we did. And I want to tell the listeners that I really want to thank Tim for doing this interview because we literally did this interview just a couple of days ago and Tim has been so gracious to come back and do another complete interview around his book Original Strength and I think you're going to love this information so Tim thank you so much for for coming back and I apologize for the uh, the audio glitch. Scott, thank you for having me, man. And like I said, don't don't think anything about it. <laughs> Thanks again. I, I really do appreciate it. All right. So we are going to talk about your great book, Original Strength, that I've read the majority of at this point, which is really, really fantastic. Before we get into that, though, um, for people that don't know you, Tim, can you give us just a quick uh, bio on your background? Uh, sure. I am a personal trainer. I have a training studio in my hometown here where I live. Uh, in a place called Fuquay Varina. I'll let you Google that and see what you come up with. But nice. um, I've been a trainer for about 14 years. And uh, prior to that, I was also a professional firefighter for 12 years. And uh, two years ago, I set that aside. And now I just focus on training. Excellent. And speaking of training, I know that your training approach is actually a little bit different. Can you talk about what you do and kind of what your focus is with your own training? Sure. Um, my One of my mentors is uh, John Brookfield, and he has taught me how to train with something called work capacity or what he calls work capacity. 
And basically what I do is, is I will take a task and I will try to stay on it for about 10 minutes. And, and sometimes it, you know, a minimum of 10 minutes and I may go 20 minutes or 30 minutes or 40 minutes, just depending on what I'm doing. Uh, like maybe it's Spider-Man crawling or something. And anyway, my goal is to stay on that one task and not rest as, uh, throughout the entire uh, time that I'm training on it. Interesting. Yeah, I could ask a whole lot about that, but I <laughs> let's talk about um, original strength, which I just got, and I think it is a absolutely wonderful book. Um, Tim, can you tell us what is original strength? What was the inspiration behind the book? Uh, basically, original strength is the idea, just like uh, with becoming bulletproof, that we were not meant to be broken. Um, the human body is amazingly made and it is actually designed to be very resilient, very strong and powerful and move with beauty and grace. And so original strength is just the idea that that is how we're supposed to be and that we were made to be that way. And we, if we are not that way, that we can become that way. Excellent. And how does it, how does original strength differ for maybe listeners that have uh, pressing reset or becoming bulletproof? And so this is your, your third book now. How, how does this differ from your previous two books? So becoming bulletproof is, and, and pressing reset are basically the framework and or skeleton for original strength. But since the time uh, Bulletproof was written, we've uh, Jeff and I have about three years worth of experience, um, knowledge, stories, and trial and error. Um, and we've really been able to take those experiences, uh, add them to what we knew in Becoming Bulletproof. And we it's just a very much more complete offering. And it also has many of the, uh, the regressions and the material that we present in our workshops. They are also in original strength. So it's like I said, it's the skeleton is becoming bulletproof, but it is a much more uh, complete offering now. Excellent. So it sounds like you learned a lot about the becoming bulletproof system and you were able to, you know, learn through your workshops that, that you and Jeff do and really um, dive deeper into the material with original strength. So who, who would you say the book is for and what do you hope that people can take away? Well, uh, the generic answer is the, the book's really for everybody because, and I know that's, you know, of course I would say that, but everybody was made to move. Um, and again, we were all made to be strong and resilient. And so whether, whether you're, you know, in, in grade school, high school, college, you're a stay at home soccer mom, or you're seven years old, this book just helps you reclaim and remember what your body was designed to do. Yes. And I, I totally agree with that. I really do think that this book, um, you know, having, you know, read through it now, I, I really think that this truly is a book for, for everyone. And there's, um, just incredible, uh, benefits that you can take from just fundamental movement skills that are outlined in this book. One of the chapters in the book, Tim, and I was just thinking, I asked you about this the other day, and I think this is, uh, again, really important. And I've had a couple conversations around this, but I see that you, you wrote a chapter on it and the chapter is about the vestibular system. So can you explain, Tim, what is the vest, vestibular system and why, why is it important to, that we train our vestibular systems and how can this benefit us? So your vestibular system is uh, a simple way to explain it is it's kind of like your balance system. Um, if you're, imagine your head has two gyroscopes in it um, behind your ears and it, the job of the vestibular system, one of the jobs is to keep your head on the horizon. 
So it, it keeps you upright. Um, it affects your posture. I mean, everything about you is is affected by your vestibular system. It's actually the first system in your body to develop. It, and it starts 21 days after conception, and it's completely developed uh, after five months of, uh, of conception. So before you ever come out into the world, your vestibular system is developed, and through your mother's walking around and all the motions that she makes, that stimulates your vestibular system, and actually it, it develops your brain, it nourishes your brain, and starts uh, building your nervous system. Um, and when we come out, we learn how to move, um, and in doing so, your visual system, your proprioceptive system, and all your other systems, too, are they're intertwined and routed through and on top of your vestibular system. So it's kind of like the foundation of your other systems. Okay. The coolest, the coolest thing about it, or the I guess the most one of the most important things is that every muscle in your body is tied to it intimately. So, um, especially the muscles of your core. Yeah. So that, that's really interesting. I think. Yeah, I mean, um, the you know, and just just spending some time, you know, baby. I mean, obviously, when they're learning how to move, they're stimulating their vestibular system with everything they do, um, and all along the way, they're they're nourishing their brain and making their body very strong. So what are some of the ways that, um, you recommend, uh, training our vestibular systems? Uh, doing exactly what we did when we were children. Um, getting on the floor is a great way to start learning how to move our heads, learning how to roll, um, you know, frolicking, if you will, all over the floor, um, <laughs> walking back and forth, even yeah. getting in a swing set. If you go to a park, if they still have swing sets, I don't know if they do, um, like they did when I was growing up, yeah, but just yeah, swinging yeah. back and forth is great stimulation for your vestibular system. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. And I had mentioned this during our first conversation, but one of the ways that I had been, um, training my vestibular system. And I didn't really plan on doing this for that specific purpose, but was doing handstand work. And I, you know, I never really had done that as part of my normal training. And recently I've gotten into doing some handstand work just kind of, you know, prior to training or, you know, kind of messing around, playing around with my daughter who was doing some of the, some of the things that are outlined in original strength, which is actually really, really cool. Some of the rolling and crawling, things like that. But Doing the handstand work, you know, I noticed that when I started, you know, I, you know, I would get dizzy, you know, after just a couple of seconds and things like that. And the conditioning really came quickly. So what I mean by that is after a couple of weeks, let's say two weeks, you know, I could, I was able to hang out in an, an upside down position and not have that, you know, dizziness or vestibular challenge. So, so you can condition it very quickly. Is that typically what you see? Not so much with handstand work, but even with some of the other fundamental skills that you outline in your book. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, the body is, is use it or lose it, but it's also use it and gain it. And it's really neat that because your vestibular system is tied to your, the reflex, your reflexes and your muscles, you know, just a little bit of stimulation can have a great effect and it doesn't take long. Um, if, you know, if at all that, where you can you can start getting it in shape, um, and and what you'll notice, what what most people notice really quickly is that their posture changes. Yes, and they feel like they're just walking more upright, and they they feel more efficient when they walk, or they walk more gracefully or powerfully. That's really interesting. Now, is that with anything specifically in particular? Uh, so, I mean, uh, do they notice a postural change with maybe um, rolling or crawling or anything specific, or is it just kind of with the general approach? You know, uh, I can specifically tell you that is very much noted uh, during the resets, like presented in original strength. So like rolling, uh, rocking, even crawling, 
but just doing like uh, say the handstand practice that you're doing it is stimulation to your vestibular system and it makes a difference um yes i think because every muscle in you is tied to it so and that is a great way to train it because you're going from upright to upside down which is not the norm for most of us right yeah. so and you've probably and i think yeah we talked about this the other day you actually feel really good now after you do your handstand work yeah yeah actually yeah during that interview the previous interview you asked me how I felt and I said that I feel great right after I do that. And you'd mentioned a word that really stuck with me and that word was vitality. And that, that's really how you feel. I mean, you feel you just a couple of, um, I don't want to say sets, but a couple of, you know, times of doing handstand work, work and you just, you feel great. You just feel bulletproof. I don't know. It's, it's an amazing feeling and it, it is a reset now that, you know, we're, we're talking about this and kind of your approach. I think it's, I think that is a perfect reset. To Absolutely. Um, and that's, and you, you hit the nail on the head, training your vestibular system restores your vitality. Yeah. Tim, let me ask you about rolling. Um, now I know that we talked about this as well, but there's a lot of different types of, um, uh, rolling and crawling. What, what's your favorite type of roll? And where's oh, <laughs> um, my favorite type of role is, and I don't even know if this is in the book, but we presented at the workshop is rolling pretty much like a baby does where they start looking over their shoulder, over their head and almost do a neck bridge and just flop over. Okay. Um, All right. And, and that may be in the book, but I, I, I know it's in the workshops. So. Yeah. 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 But it feels so good. And, and just all the roles, really, uh, even the even the segmental role that we we use as a, a baseline introductory role feels so good on the on the thoracic spine and the lumbar spine. And it's just very refreshing. Do you find that people have to kind of relearn how to roll, you know, the segmental role? You know, there are different types of roles. So um, it, it just seems like there's kind of like a, a new kind of motor learning going on. And is that something you see in the workshops where people have to relearn it? Oh yeah. Uh, workshops and even with clients. And I think the reason is, is because as adults, we truly try to put away childish ways and yeah. we never get down on the floor. Um, and just, just getting adults on the floor is kind of interesting because a lot of times they look uncomfortable and you would be surprised at how many people, have lost their rolling patterns or just can't figure it out how to roll from one side to the other or from their belly to their back is, is quite interesting. Yeah. What are the big benefits of rolling specifically? So, uh, well, the first one is it definitely stimulates your vestibular system. Um, and it also, it helps you redevelop your, your reflexes, your, your reflexive strength, um, especially your rotational strength. So a benefit why that would be important is because things like walking and especially say running um, require you know rotational strength so that your body is very efficient when you when you're traveling from one point to another. Right. And if we don't have if we don't have the ability to roll and we don't have our rotational strength and stability, then when we do things like say sprinting or jogging, we're creating a lot of force. Yeah. That ends up in chaotic places or places that it shouldn't go because we're not tied together well. So would this benefit um, athletes as well? Absolutely. Um, you know, you can, it's, it's funny. You could probably take a very great athlete yeah. and, and make him even better um, by doing simple things that a child does. Yeah, I totally agree, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I've yeah. seen it happen, yeah. but uh, yeah. it's, it's really neat to watch it right in front. Of, it's really neat to watch the athlete's face when he knows and notices a difference himself. Right. So what did you say? What is the starting point with a role? Where, where does someone start? 
We uh, we just start them on the ground, much like uh, Gray Cook presents in his uh, FMS functional movement screen, where you know hands are outstretched over the arms, and we just take one limb at a time and try to learn how to uh, roll just using that limb. Okay. And babies don't roll that way, but it's a great way to bring awareness to to the person when they're trying to roll, and it's also a great way to see if they have if they have the ability to roll equally from one limb and to another. Yeah. So this is the segmental rolling that, uh, you covered in the book, I believe. Yes, right? sir. Yes. yes. Okay. Excellent. All right. Let's talk about, uh, crawling. So uh, I know you're a big fan of uh, crawling. Um, and I, I know you're a big fan because I went back and I watched that video again, the one mile spider crawl, um, which you can Google that and in, or YouTube it, and it'll come up or I'll attach a link to that video in the show notes. Cause it's an amazing video. It's seven and a half minutes of Tim crawling, but the actual time was 44 minutes and that was five minutes faster than your previous Spider-Man crawl. So I guess, and from reading the book, I, Spider-Man crawling is your favorite type of crawl, Tim? It is. Um, I, I really love it. Uh, probably because it's called Spider-Man crawling and I like superheroes, <laughs> but nice. it, and, uh, for, for developing strength and tying your body together, it is, uh, I, I would consider that like one of the apex of all things you could do. Yeah. Well, I watched how hard you were breathing and the sweat you worked up after that 44 minutes. And, uh, man, it must've been an unbelievable training session. One First mile. of all, yeah. I, I really don't sweat, Scott. That was just a lot of glistening. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> um, that, so seriously, how did you feel after doing that? Where, where did you feel it? And obviously it was, you know, cardiovascular stuff going on there, but what, what all did you experience during that? Um, you know, everything, I guess, got kind of taxed equally for me. Uh, heart, heart rate was up. Breathing was up. Yeah. Muscles were very full of blood uh, when I was done. Um, and just really fatigued, like nothing hurt Yeah. as far as just things were really starting to get tired, especially that last quarter of a mile. Okay. So if there was a limiting factor, like, um, do you feel like you could have kept going or was, was fatigue great at that mile and, and that was about it? Oh, well, no, I, I, I stopped because I had hit my goal, the mile, okay. but uh-huh. I mean, if my goal had been, you know, a hundred feet more or a hundred yards more, I, I would have been able to hit that as well. Okay. Okay. But if there Two was a, more, though, that would have been a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> now you don't recommend that someone start with a Spider-Man crawl, right? They- oh, no, no, no. Uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, especially because the majority of, of the people we deal with are, you know, they have ordinary lives as far as they, they maybe work in an office or they sit, a, they do a lot of sitting. Yeah. We, we introduce everybody to baby crawling first. Okay. Hands and knees. Okay. And for someone starting, what, what is the distance? Obviously they're not going to do a mile, but, uh, you know, how many, um, what, what do you recommend? I mean, is there a certain number of steps or timed or what, what's kind of the, the guideline for starting to, to crawl? Since we just really try to use crawling as a way to reset the body and to restore some reflexive strength, uh, we, we really, man, I, 20 steps, you know, every, every time the hand moves, that's a step. So it's, we, we try to keep it really simple because every time the hand touches the ground, you know, there's some reflexive strength building going on and you're also lighting up both hemispheres of the brain. So as short as 20 steps is, wonderful things happen. And if we get consistency out of that from day to day, we start cementing those wonderful things and the body just remembers how to move again. It's, it's a really a beautiful, amazing thing. Excellent. Tim, I know I asked you this, uh, 
before as well, but where does all this fit into a training program? So let's say someone is training with barbells and kettlebells. How does this fit into, does this fit into a training program and where does it go? Does it go as part of the, the pre-workout during the workout, post-workout? What's the best way to, to integrate it into a, a strength training program? The way we present it and the way we use it with our clients is that we spend about two minutes going over the resets or, or having clients press reset right before they engage in their training, whatever that training is. Um, if, they're, if their movement breaks down during training, we can easily do, you know, do another reset. Maybe it's rocking or uh, cross crawls or, or rolling and you know, in between sets and restore, restore their movement. Um, it's really neat to, to watch a, a person who is very tired actually restore the movement you know, to, to as good, if not better than what they started with just by pressing reset while during their training. Yeah. And then after, after they're done training, we, we press reset again and let them feel good and go about their day. Excellent. And this is something that you really, well, what are your guidelines as far as like the time that you spend to, to press reset? So I guess what I'm asking here is you wouldn't want people to do, to overextend themselves and do you know, too much crawling or anything like that. If they're integrating it into a strength program, uh, pressing reset, uh, literally maybe, maybe takes two minutes, maybe five minutes. If you've had a really long, stressful day, okay. but we, we really don't spend a lot of time with the warm up. Um, we, we just try to, to move through the resets very quickly again, because consistency is what matters. Yes. Since they only take two to three minutes to do, I mean, you're, you know, you're not losing any time. Um, and it's, it's too easy not to do. Yeah. So we, it's, it's, pretty easy to get compliance out of individuals, uh, as far as that goes as well. All right. And it looks like you cover a lot of this, uh, as well in your, in the chapter on strength training, where you kind of outline, um, programming and kind of where, you know, the, the reset fits into barbell work and, uh, kettlebell work and conditioning and all that. Would you, let me ask you this as well. Would you recommend doing this on a off training day? Let's say someone is training four or five days a week, hard strength training, um, would you recommend doing this on an off training day? Absolutely. Uh, again, I'm tr- I try to get good neural connections established, and then I like to cement them. Um, and basically, all I mean by that is, is the more we keep performing the resets, the more we keep making those actions, the more we solidify uh, those neural connections in our brain and in our body, and the more we hold on to our foundation, our reflexive strength. Excellent. And so, you know, you spend two to three minutes every single day. You've, you've taken no time out of your day, right, but right. just doing something that simple can restore your strength and your vitality. Um, it's, there's no reason not to do it. How does it all benefit strength specifically and injury prevention? Uh, so I just want to make sure that uh, people listening really understand how this, these simple techniques really benefit strength training and, and preventing injuries. Okay, so all of the resets... They establish your reflexive strength and stability. And what I mean by that is if you ever watch a child go to pick something up, they'll reach down to grab it. And if it's heavy, they'll brace themselves really quick and stand up with it. Right. And nobody (laughs) teaches a child how to do that. It's a reflex, you know, but adults, adults will go to pick up heavy things and their body will not necessarily brace itself. And if they don't know how to actually try to brace themselves, even though they shouldn't have to do that they can set themselves up for injury. So as far as strength training goes, if you don't have your reflexive strength and you're not really tied together well in your core, 
if you go to try to pick up something very heavy like a deadlift or a, a squat and you've got a bar on your back, but yet you do not have the reflexive strength or the virtual muscle girdle around your midsection to protect you, you could set yourself up for injury. Right, right. Where, you know, again, it's all, all we're trying to do is establish a foundation and that you could build any structure you wanted to. You could train any way you wanted to on top of it. Um, and we just restore the body to the way it was actually designed to, to be. I'll tell you, that's why I, I love this book because you just mentioned the key word there and that's foundation. And this is such an easy foundation to do. I mean, you know, again, these resets doesn't take a lot of time. It's very easy. It's just a, you know, a couple of key things. And obviously there's progressions with different types of rolls and crawls and things like that. But it's, I think it's really, really valuable stuff to do. And, you know, again, you know, for improved strength and preventing injuries and, um, it's just, it is a solid, solid foundation. So I just, I love it. I, th- I think that the, the way that you outlined it and described it in the book and laid out how to use it and, and what it is, is just really, really awesome. Um, I'm curious, Tim, I didn't ask you this the other day, but is there a, a book that you would recommend maybe for someone that's listening that wants to learn more about motor learning and maybe even go deeper into, you know, why all this is important? Is it, is there maybe one book that you'd recommend? Oh yeah. Um, you know, and I, we give credit to, uh, Sally Goddard Blythe and Carla Hannaford because they were very influential, uh, in, in uh, our writing of original strength and they are, uh, Sally Goddard Blythe, uh, is a, she works, uh, a child neural, I don't know what, she's a very smart lady that works with children <laughs> Yeah, right, <laughs> so right. with, with, with big words. Um, but basically she wrote, uh, the well-balanced child. The well-balanced um, child. Okay, it's all about reflexes, uh, you know, that a child has that he's as he's growing, and and how they're integrated, and how they're how the child grows through one reflex to another. Basically, though, it's it's, it's well a well done book. Um, and then Carla Hannaford has Smart Moves, which is a wonderful book, and it talks about how you know contralateral moves, cross lateral moves, how they develop the brain. And, and, and it really is focused on learning um, and child development as far as learning uh, goes. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I knew that there was, I think it was Smart Moves was the book I was thinking of that you'd referenced in Original Strength. And um, yeah, I really wanted to ask you that if you recommended that, if you know people wanted to learn more about you know motor learning, because I think it's really interesting um, stuff. You know, I mean, this is we we learned some of this when I was in um, physical therapy school about motor learning, but that was years ago, and and it was really only a small part of what we got. But I, I think it's really fascinating stuff. So, um, do you want to talk about the workshops that you and Jeff do? Can you tell people kind of what you guys cover and um, and who should attend and what they should expect from your workshops? So the workshops are, we have a one-day workshop and a two-day workshop. And basically what we do is we go through all the resets and show how to apply them and how to integrate them throughout your day. And they are extremely simple. Yeah. But the reason we have the workshops there is because, believe it or not, people have trouble crawling. People have trouble rolling. Yeah. So we've actually taken the resets and we've broken them down piece by piece to help the person start where they need to start. Um, so you can actually press reset with regressions of the resets, uh, depending on who you are and what you need at the time. Um, so it's a lot of, it's a lot of hands-on, um, a lot of learning by doing in, in the workshops. Yeah. And again, I've heard nothing but good things about the workshop. Now I have not attended this workshop, but I did attend last year, the summit of strength and Jeff, um, and Brett Jones covered some of this, 
Uh, I'm sure it was very different from, you know, the, the, the detail that you guys cover in Becoming Bulletproof, but they did cover some of the crawling and rolling skills in the workshop. And I can tell you that as simple as it is, there are, um, you do kind of need to be taught how, how to do it. And that's kind of what, you know, I was asking you back in when we opened up the interview is, you know, do you find that people have trouble with just these basic skills? And they do. I mean, you know, people kind of have to relearn. Yeah. And the, the, the great thing about it though, is that it's not technical, like really technical. It's not like it's a new skill you have to learn. Right. What you're doing is you're allowing your body to remember how to do what it used to do. Right. So it comes really quick once you get it. Yep. And you guys are doing, I didn't realize, but you guys are doing a lot of workshops that you're rolling out all over the country, different uh, cities. And where can people go to find out about the workshops and sign up? So we have a, a website, originalstrength.net. And on that website, there's a workshop uh, workshops tab. And that lists all the workshops from now. And we're already into 2014. So hopefully, if you're listening, uh, we're coming to a town near you. <laughs> that is amazing. And uh, like I said, I, I've heard nothing but good about the workshop. So um, I'm sure that I'll find my way to one of them in the future for sure. So Tim, is there anything else you'd like to mention? Any other um, any other books or any kind of uh, last words, products that people should know about? Uh Really, Scott, I just want to thank you for for taking your time to let me tell about our book. Um, We are working on, hopefully in the future, rolling out some some videos or DVDs to go along with the book. But uh, so hopefully one day we'll we'll be able to present that as well. Very cool. And I'm going to ask you the question that I've been asking the last um, interviewees. And that is, what is the one big thing that people can do after listening to this interview? So what, what do you want people to take action with? Oh, uh, honestly, just if people would just embrace and know that they were meant to enjoy life and to conquer life, that we're not supposed to be damaged or broken or have nagging injuries or fear of having an injury, you know, we should be able to, to run and play with our kids, uh, when we're 30, when we're 40, 50, when we're 70, we should be able to run and play with our grandkids. We should be able to walk up and down the steps with a spring in our, you know, a spring in our, in our step as we go. Yeah. That, that, you know, picking up a pencil is not a scary thing. Getting <laughs> on the floor and, and rolling around and, you know, falling should not be a scary thing. We, we were not made to have to live in fear or, or to be broken. Yeah, so yeah. that there's nothing to do other than to believe that and then take action on it. Yep. Well, you're right. I mean, it all starts with belief. And um, I'll tell you that the action that I'd like to take listeners um, with after listening to this is is getting the book. I mean, I think this book, Tim, really, really is great. And I'm actually, like I said, I'm, I'm glad that we had the opportunity to do this again, even though we just had a full interview a couple of days ago, but I didn't have the book at that time. And now that I've had a chance to read through the book, I think it is really, really a valuable book for a lot of people. And I'm going to start recommending it to, uh, to everybody because I think that, uh, you know, that, that foundation that we talked about has to be there. And this is just a very si- ridiculously simple system, but a also very valuable system so that I hope, um, if you don't have this book, get it immediately and um, it's an easy read and you can take action on it and take your training to the next level. So, Tim, thank you so much. I, seriously, I, I really, really appreciate you doing this again. And um, I do apologize for the audio difficulties, but uh, thank you for being 
very gracious to do another interview. Hey, you know what, Scott? Thank you. And again, like I said, the this really worked out awesome because now I've got I've gotten to spend time with you twice. So. <laughs> nice. <a> thing. <laughs> Thanks again, Tim. Thank we'll you. talk again. All right. Take care. So I really hope that you got a lot of value and insight from Tim in that great interview. And like I mentioned already, I think that this is a great book that you will definitely benefit from. It's an educational and practical guide to human movement. So I believe you'll get a lot out of it. And I'm already adding more resets in my own programming based on this interview and based on the book, Original Strength. So definitely check it out if you don't have it already. All right. Well, moving forward with the podcast, episodes will be coming out approximately every two weeks now. And I have to tell you, I have some really exciting interviews in the works. You'll definitely want to hear what's coming, as well as some great topics coming soon as well. Please feel free to shoot me an email or post a comment on the Facebook fan page if you have questions or if there's something you'd like me to discuss in future episodes. So with that, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Ardella Training Podcast, and I'll be back soon for another great session. Until then, this is Scott. Train strong, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Ardella Training Podcast. Be sure to go to ardellatraining.com to get your free copy of the Shock and Awe Protocol and other valuable bonuses. Become part of the new breed of fitness enthusiasts at ardellatraining.com. Train strong, train safe, and we'll see you next time on the Ardella Training Podcast.